everyone. Welcome back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brian, and with me is Steve. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Cruise. And also with us is Slash. Hello. There's no big sword man this week, but it's still pretty cool. You know, somewhere in all of our hearts is a big sword. And I think that's the plot of multiple Kingdom Hearts games, but I haven't played all of them. I have, but that's a talk for another time if we want to go on that kind of a side tangent. Okay, I give in. What's Kingdom of Hearts? Oh, Steve. So this is the first episode we recorded since we have gone live with the podcast. Our 10th recording, episode 9. I said on the last podcast, it's kind of been a weird, shitty year. Which I think most people will agree with. But something about this, the productivity, really, it's fueling itself. The fact that we did it, it's out. And hopefully you're still listening at this point in time. But that we're just continuing to do this. It's feeding itself. Now that it's happened, it's rolling together. I've been editing faster, more productive. Just the will to actually do it as opposed to the depression from quarantine and normal depression just bogging everything down. But here we are. We're doing it. Yeah. We do it. Earth saved good. Sleep. And? Resident Evil 2 remake already exists. We can't say we do it anymore. And more importantly to me, and it's very petty to say, but we beat an eight-year-old man by like four hours. Good. Senility. Ironic, since so we're talking about old men for like half this podcast episode today. Yeah, so here we are. If you're at this point, I'm very glad that you've still stuck with us. And I hope you follow us up to episode 365 or whatever the fuck we're doing. You can listen to us one episode per day per year by the end of this. Fuck, there's a lot of One Piece. Bet your ass there is. Two, two. We're not there yet. Want to talk about the Giants? Let's talk about the Giants. Let's get into that episode breakdown, yeah? Why don't you take it away, Slash? I probably should. So, last time, we left off with our boy Mihawk dipping away, as well as Zoro and the boys going after Nami. But Luffy's still at the Barati, because he's got to take the Sanji with him. And he's like, hey, old man, if I kick this guy's ass when you relieve me of my servitude so here we go uh the rough translation of this title is the emergence of the superb kicking skill sanji versus iron wall pearl so the don creek pirates as well as the crew of the Barati are facing off Krieg's ship is all fucked up at this point but luffy is still very like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna get this guy i don't want to work here anymore and even Zeph is like, you know what? If you kick this guy's ass, then yeah, you can get the hell out of here. Because if you work here for a year, this restaurant won't even be functional anyway, because you'll probably just keep breaking stuff. Fair point. Krieg is like, now we're going to steal his ship, because that's a functional ship, and it looks goofy and stupid, and no one's going to see us coming if we're in that ship. We can raid marine ships and do whatever the hell we want, because it looks like a big dumb fish. He's like, yeah, let's do that. And he keeps kind of going off about what he wants to do in terms of he still he wants to steal Zeph's logbook and just get better at his raids and improve. Um, some of his crewmates are still a bit hesitant about returning to the Grand Line because 
I mean, literally, Mihawk would just like drive by, slash them up, and was like, "Oh, I'm bored. I'm just gonna cut your ship in half." Okay, bye. Krieg is like, "Oh no, Mihawk's probably a devil fruit user. He's trying to justify the logic there." But his crewmate, who is very rightly concerned, he just caps him off as well because he doesn't want to hear it. Um, just further nailing it. He's kind of an asshole. Yet slight break for a second. No, Mihawk do- is not a devil fruit user. He's just that strong. So Kree's just an idiot. But anyway, back in. He still wants to steal Zeph's book. He wants to get the, the Barati for himself, especially because his ship is fucked up. So that's going on. And then Sanji's like, you know what? I don't want the restaurant to get fucked up. And then so he tells one of the cooks to go open the fins. And so what that means is that the restaurant is now has like a bit of a giant circle walkway that has appeared around it. So imagine like two half circles were floating under the restaurant and they came up and now there's just like an extra platform facing out. So the cooks can fight as well as everyone else. And yeah, less damage will be done ideally to the actual restaurant itself. So there you go. Luffy is very excited to jump into things and then he flies off into battle and Zeph tells Sanji and some of the others to keep a good eye out for how Luffy fights. So yeah, shit starts popping off. And then uh, all of a sudden, off to the side of the ship, the front of it that looks like a big, dumb, giant fish mouth starts to detach and turn into its own little cool, like, pedaling paddle boat, which the other sous chefs, Patty and Carney, are, like, pedaling, shooting cannons at some of the Creed crewmates. They look like they're doing pretty good at first, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna fuck you up, Don Creed. And all of a sudden, they roll right up to him, they shoot a cannon in his face, and they keep going, but he just stops with his hands. He's still pretty strong. All of a sudden, he's like, nah, you guys aren't going anywhere. And he picks up their little fish attachment and throws it in the air, and he throws it at the restaurant, and everyone's like, oh shit, the restaurant's gonna get messed up. But Sanji's like, nah, I'm not having this. So he takes to the skies, and boom, he gives a giant one-two kick and knocks it out of the way into a safe enough zone. It still lands on the side of the fins, but it does not hit the actual restaurant, which is good. So yeah, you see the Barati pirates, well, not pirates, but the Barati cooks, anyway, are used to fending off sour customers and maybe other just questionable folk that come their way, but they do acknowledge that the Creek pirates are definitely in a different different tier than people they're normally used to seeing and fending off in their restaurant. But Patty and Carne, as well as the rest, are determined to fight to the end. And a big reason for this being is because uh, Zeph, more or less, made the Barati a place where these skilled but still strange misfits of people have a place to call home. There is like a strange, like, or well, a very short flashback where you see, again, Patty and Carne, the two side chefs, like how they first came to the Barati when like Sanji was younger and Zeph was still like teaching him to cook. And you, saw, you see them show up and they're like even more assholes than they are now, but you, they get nostalgia and like wax poetic about that. And you kind of see a flip over and then it goes back to the present time and the rest of the chefs, the, excuse me, the chefs feel motivated and still want to fight and put out for the restaurant and obviously Zeph because they were they acknowledged that like he's the one who gave them a home more or less so this is going on and they knock away some more of the pirates and start to kind of clear off the fins that have given them a space to you know fend off their enemies but 
then all of a sudden, this weird-ass, light-bulb-headed-looking fella pops out of the ocean, and it's this, like, kind of chonky guy who's got a big shield vest on his front and his back, and he's got, like, weird-ass shield-looking shoulder pads, and then these weird little, like, shield symbol things on his hands, and his name is just Pearl, because they've got big, dumb pearls in the middle of them, and... I don't think he's a devil fruit user. I think he's just a weird ass guy who really likes using shields with pearls in them. He's doing weird stuff. So he shows up out of nowhere and Sanji starts to knock out more pirates. Luffy, who has been watching everything go on, also hanging off of a mast of one of Don Krieg's uh, ship wreckages, gets knocked out of the way by Krieg. So he kind of sends him flying. As he is sent flying, he knocks into the back of this Pearl guy as he's starting to boast about how he's never been damaged or defeated before. And he has like blank, blank wins on his record. And this gives him a bloody nose. And all of a sudden he's like, oh man, how am I bleeding? Me, I have like an iron Pearl defense. Like, how is this happening? Everyone's like, ah shit, he's going to go wild. So this Pearl guy all of a sudden activates whatever his power is. And he catches on fire. Again, I am not sure if Pearl is a devil fruit user. I might actually want to look this up in between what we're doing talking about in other episodes. But he seems to just be a strange guy with strange powers. But yeah, so all of a sudden he activates... I forget the name of his specific skill. But he pretty much like sets himself on fire to a certain extent. As well as the area around him. And the reason that Krieg as well as the Krieg pirates are concerned about this is because he doesn't seem to have a great control over it because this seems to happen when his emotions are not stable to say the least so he starts to even set his own crew on fire and while things are concerning and even Krieg is like shit he's gonna set the ship on fire we're not gonna have anything to salvage at this point if he goes crazy Sanji jumps in and he's like nah I ain't gonna let this this go down like that so he keeps on attacking, he gets in there with some more Creek's crew members, and then he jumps in right in front of Pearl, and he's like, if I was scared of fire, I wouldn't be much of a cook in the kitchen, right? And then Pearl starts to shoot off more of these weird attacks where it looks like he's shooting like cannonballs or little like pistol pellets, but as some of them fly way too close to the actual restaurant entrance, you finally see Zeph launch a bit of a defensive attack on his own, and... It's not even with his regular foot, because everyone calls him Red Leg Zeph. It's with his peg leg that he has. And he pretty much creates an air shock that's so powerful, it shuts down the flames of the bullets, or at least the uh, little pellets that he shot at that were on fire, and just knocks them out of place as like a very, like, okay, get the hell away from me kind of counter- but he clearly knew what he was doing. Like, he barely moved at all to put them out. Everyone's like, oh, shit. Zeph's not completely... He hasn't just committed to being a cook and hasn't completely lost his power kind of a thing from when he used to be a pirate. This fight starts to escalate a little more, but all of a sudden, Krieg launches his giant flail again to try and knock Luffy out, but he counters it, and instead, a giant mast in which the flail landed against Falls, and knocks Pearl on the head, pretty much knocking him out. Kind of by accident, it's supposed to be kind of like a comic relief sort of a moment, despite that. They think they have the upper hand for a second, uh, but unfortunately, 
as the scene changes, we notice Gein, the one who Sanji originally saved and gave food to from Krieg's crew, uh, get up and he has knocked Zeph down and is holding him at gunpoint. And that is where the episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. And everyone's like, oh shit, the stakes are rising. So there you go. That's, uh, that's episode 25. Yeah, man. Shit's really going down now. What do you guys think? It's a hell of a restaurant. When Pearl makes his appearance, doesn't he pop out of the ocean? Right. Yeah, he like swims up out of nowhere, which I don't yes. under, I don't understand this man at all. Because all that shit would weigh him down, I would think, that he's wearing, but who knows. So then they wouldn't be a devil fruit user, right? You know what? That's a valid point. <laughs> uh. Score one for the novice. Actually, two, if you count the Captain Morgan thing. I love Captain Morgan. But yeah, uh, it's we're definitely getting more of a build-up and we're focusing on the main conflict here with Krieg and his crew. Yeah, no, things are getting wild and they will only continue to build up. I don't know. I don't have much else to say about this one. It's pretty straightforward as far as what happens but pearl showing up also kind of follows the trend of like there's always different underlings in the crew of different pirates who are kind of weird like we saw the uh nyaban brothers with like kuro's crew or like all of buggy's weirdos that show up as well keep getting other weirdos it's not just the leaders who have the strange powers and are like the center of the show i think oda at least tries to put in a few like somewhat higher tier weirdos on each crew to kind of give them more personality. So yeah, that's that one. You guys got anything else or should we press on? Following up on that, it's kind of like you need to get someone unique just so that the protagonists aren't beating up on a bunch of faceless mooks and stuff like that. Yeah, very, very straightforward, but more just straight action and development. As far as trying to save the Barati. So I think I will pass the ball to Brian for this next segment. Oh, hey, that's me. I'm Brian. Wow. It's the life of Brian. Episode 26 is Zeph and Sanji's Dream, the illusory all blue. Picking up where the last episode left off, Gein says that he'll spare Zeph if, if Sanji and the rest of the crew abandoned ship. Sanji says, hey, shoot me instead, and just gets sucker punched by Pearl, who is apparently still conscious. Sanji keeps fighting Pearl, and he's taking all of this punishment so that Zeph can keep all that is left in the world, which is the restaurant. And that's when you get a flashback to a young apprentice Sanji, who dreams of finding the All Blue, which is a place where fish from every sea can be found. The North Blue, I'm just guessing these names, South Blue, East Blue. Yes. West Blue, Cardinal Directions. You are correct. Cool. Young Sanji doesn't seem to have the same absolute reverence that he has for food later in life. Some cooks are sitting around. They're like eating leftovers and stuff like that. Sanji's talking about how gross it is. And he's just saying, let me throw all this stuff out. It's unclean to be eating other people's scraps. So the cooks say, Sanji, life at sea is hard and learn this lesson now. You don't always know when you're going to have a meal. And as luck would have it, Sanji's going to find out about this pretty quickly. Because at that moment, the ship that Sanji is working on is boarded by Redfoot Zeph and the Cook Pirates. Well, there you go. I don't know why I didn't expect that name for Zeph's crew, but I didn't. Sanji is tiny. 
He's small. And he's trying to fight off all of these pirates. So he grabs a knife. Yeah, I'm going to protect what I have here. He gets his ass beaten by Zeph, which is going to be a recurring theme in his life. The last few episodes have proven that. Zeph kicks him into the... I think he breaks a wall, technically. Kicked against a cabin in the ship. Sanji is just determined to live. He crawls towards Zeph and uses the last of whatever strength that he has left to bite the pirate's leg while he's talking about his dream of finding the All Blue. And all of Zeph's crew that's out there is just laughing at him, saying it's all just a fairy tale, none of that's real, and you've got to grow up, kid. After all of Zeph's men have gathered all the treasure on the ship, Zeph decides, all right, we've got to get out of here, let's go. And as they're starting to move back towards their own pirate ship, a massive wave just batters the ship and takes Sanji out to sea. Zeph, seeing this, springs into action. And everyone's like, oh my god, it's Zeph. Zeph jumps into the air, smashes a mast with a single kick, and that mast starts to go into the sea, which he then uses as a sort of diving board, essentially, to go in after Sanji. As he jumps into the water, the waves overtake both of the ships that were up ahead, and both of those are sunk. These soon-to-be wrecks are just plunging and plunging towards the bottom of the ocean, and they crash into each other, and Zeph's foot is caught in between them. Zeph looks at his foot, trying to swim towards Sanji, but he can't, and he grabs a nearby anchor and he loops it around his ankle. You don't see exactly what happens, it's kind of implied. Back to that later. He is finally able to get Sanji and drags him up towards the surface. They break water. When Sanji wakes up, he discovers that the pair of them have been marooned on an island with no natural resources to help them survive. Zeph's like, okay, here's all the food that we have. It should last you five days, maybe longer if you ration it. Sanji's like, what the fuck, old man? I see that giant bag that you have. Why do you get more food? And Seth says, well, obviously, I am a grown man. I need to eat more to live compared to what you need. Seth sends Sanji to the other side of the island to watch for ships. And Sanji decides, you know what? Fuck this guy. If I do see a ship, I'm not going to tell this fucking dick. I'm just going to let him rot here. Sanji looks at his food then, and he's kind of all happy-go-lucky. Like, okay, I think I can make this work for about 20 days, but it's not going to take that long. We're definitely going to be saved in about a day or two. Everything's going to work out perfectly. We see Sanji scratching days and days into this rock, and he's getting malnourished. Until eventually Sanji is left with one single moldy piece of bread. And he just remembers shitting all over the chefs about eating leftovers. And he finally understands, oh, food is the most important thing in this world. And then he drops the fucking God. piece of bread. Like, what the fuck, man? Damn it. The last piece of food that he has is just gone into the ocean. He, in fact, did not get this bread. He did not get that bread. Sanji is heavily emaciated at this point. Also, don't eat moldy bread. Well, I mean, he was expecting to die at this point. I think at that point in time, maybe risk. I don't know. I've never been in that situation, personally. I would assume... Maybe eating the moldy bread? I don't know. Sanji is heavily emaciated, and he remembers that Zeph had that giant bag. 
So he goes to the other side of the island, and he sees that Zeph is still there, apparently still alive. And he sees that giant bag, which is also still there. So in Sanji's mind, this motherfucker still has food. So, at his wit's end, literally starving to death, Sanji decides, I'm going to kill this motherfucker if I have to. And he grabs the knife that he has, and he cuts into Zeph's bag. And that's when Sanji learns that all of that food really was not food, and it's a bunch of treasure that Zeph brought with him. Sanji's looking around like, what the fuck, man? Where's the food? Where's the food? I know you have fucking food. And he goes and shakes Zeph, and he sees that Zeph looks worse than he does, and he's missing a foot. And that's when Sanji realizes that Zeph gave him all of the food that they had. And then he realized that he ate his fucking leg. <laughs> he ate his leg. Did he eat the leg? Was that implied? I missed that. No, that's the joke. Okay. Anyway, keep going, sorry. Not only did Zeph give Sanji all of the food that they had, he effectively ended his life of piracy to save the boy because he used the anchor to cut his ankle off. Did he use the chain to rip it off or did he actually like use the anchor to cut his ankle off so i was making a jokey joke but i think what is implied is that the boat anchors he wedged them in with the chain he wedged them in a specific place and that he pulled the anchor because that's just the end of the chain that he could see and then that the pressure he was just like it's implied that he is strong man so he used the last of his strength to free his leg even if that meant cutting it off to sacrifice this stupid boy I totally thought he ate it. <laughs> I had assumed that it meant that he had cut it off in the moment. Yeah, that's true. He could have pulled it out after he got Sanji. I don't know. Did Zeff eat his leg? I guess that's the deep lore. So, Sanji realizes that this pirate basically gave up his entire life, almost literally because he's sitting there dying of hunger, to save this young apprentice chef. Sanji's just like crying, like, why would you do that? Zef doesn't really have an answer, besides, hey, I wanted to find the all blue too. Zef talks about the fear of dying at sea, and how he's been close to dying so many times. He would like to build a restaurant that sails the oceans just so that he can go around and hopefully help people in the situation that they've found themselves in, where a meal is all that comes between a person and death. So Sanji says, stay alive, old man, stay alive. We can make this dream happen. I can help you. And that is when we cut back to the present. And you see Sanji yelling about how he'll never be able to repay Zef unless he keeps putting his life at risk to save the restaurant. So... He gets up. Even if he thinks he's going to die, he's ready to fight. And that is when Luffy goes on his own attack and his ankle just shoots up out into the air before it comes crashing back down. And that is the end of episode 26. Any thoughts? This is the first in a trend of like, um flashbacks like because obviously there's a lot of flashbacks in the series 
Um, but this is like the first one that I can think of that is just like, oh yeah, flashback, like with actual like depth and arc to it. Yeah, like I think this one has a little more, whereas the most recent one we got technically was Zoro, I think. Whereas, like, his was kind of cliche, and we talked about that, and, like, I actually brought up how I thought, like, there's the idea that maybe the, like, Queen's dad had something to do with her getting off, or, like, some people in the village. It was like, there's some weird stuff in Zoro's, but it's still very much like, I'm gonna fulfill my dead friend's dream. Not that that's not, like, a worthy cause, but this one's a little more... Like, I don't know, man. Plenty of people have been hungry. Mm-hmm. And it's more of, like, a relatable thing, per se. It shows, like, that Zeph is a compassionate person to a certain extent. And it also shows that, like, San- Sanji has kind of had a hard life up to a certain point. So it's like he obviously, despite his perhaps maybe, like, rough nature about him, he obviously feels indebted to Zeph for saving his life so it definitely adds that kind of depth to their own relationship as well as like learning who Sanji is early on yeah it's always great to hear backstories about some of the uh main characters in the story that's at least happening right now and so you get this kind of sense of who Sanji is and he's like actually pretty relatable person so it's another another episode that adds a lot more context I think than the last one like it's well, less action in terms of the present, but context is always important when it comes to developments in one piece. So you really understand why Sanji's protecting the restaurant. They're so bent on it, despite seeming to not want to be there. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I think I said this off air, but we'll do it for the record for more people to hear. Friendship ended with Zoro. Now Sanji is best crew member. Sanji is now my favorite out of the Straw Hat crew that we have seen so far. He really is just, out of all of them, the most relatable from what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. That development of, hey, bad shit happens, and now I'm going to make sure that what I experience never happens to anyone else. Yeah, good shit. There you go. Why don't we move on to episode 27? Take it away, Steve. So, 27. Cool-headed, cold-hearted demon. Pirate Fleet Chief, Commander Gin. So, here we come back in. It's episode 27. And <laughs> Luffy's finally landed his foot onto one of the Barati's fins. And you know, at this point, this fin is completely broken up. Man, it's it's sharded. It's... it's it's gone. It is now one less fin. But you know what? That doesn't stop anything. Luffy always has a plan, somewhat. So life goes on. Zeph is still down with Gin pointing a gun into his back of his head. And Krieg's like, shoot the man, shoot the man. And Gin's like, I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. And you know what? There's a real reason why he can't. It's because he's like, this man helped me. Can't shoot a man to help me. I can't do it. I won't do it, Krieg. I'll kill anybody else except for this man. Krieg's like pretty upset. Like, you dumbass. 
But at this point also, we see Sanji's talking to Luffy. Sanji's pretty pissed. Luffy's like, what? I didn't sink the ship yet. It's still floating. We all good. It's all right. Sanji's pissed like, why would you do this? What the fuck, man? You can't be destroying this ship. We're trying to protect it, not destroy it. And Luffy's like, well, the way I see it, you destroy the ship, you stop the pirates, right? Yeah, I like that. I like that plan. Sanji's like, you dumbass. With a capital D, dumbass. That's pretty clear right there. You can't be doing that shit. This is stupid. I'm giving up my life to save this goddamn restaurant. You're over here trying to destroy it. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what, Sam? You're pretty fucking stupid. You're going to die saving this restaurant. You know, you see that old man, Zeph? He didn't save you so you can kill yourself. You did so you can do something with your life. Not die like a fool. And just like that, Sanji's like, he did. He saved my life so I could do something with it. So I'm not a fool. Pearl's like, ah, 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 ah. I'm going to take care of it now. Y'all are just a bunch of wimps. I'm going to set fire to all place. It's all going to burn, burn, baby, burn. It is lit, as the kids say. It is on fire. Because Pearl has set everything on fire. Because he's just that kind of a, a douche. It's lit. Gen stops himself again. Like, you know what? He was like, going to kill Zeph. He's like, forcing. He's like, on the fence. It's almost, it's like, make up your mind, Gen. What the hell? But eventually, he's like, I'm not gonna kill Zeph while he's down. Because you know what? They helped me when I was down, so I'm not gonna do that. And you know what? They also helped the rest of the Creek Pirates while y'all were starving, so I'm not gonna do it. Not while he's down. Creek's like, you can't do this to me, my commander in chief. Oh kinda like he's all buff guy kind of shit bullshit. It's it's lit. That's when you reveal it's like, yo, Genzak actually a, a top-notch officer, man. This this guy knows his shit. This guy knows how to sail a boat. Fuck all the other, these other motherfuckers. I don't even know how to, to sail a boat. Man, this guy knows his shit. And Luffy decides to grow a pair right in this instant. And Luffy says, oh, I'm not afraid of Creed Pirates. Best in the East Blue? More like... The worst in these boots, am I, am I right? But yeah, he's like, they don't know shit. The only reason they're tough is because they outnumber every other pirate in these blue. Krieg's guys are like, man, this guy's talking a load of shit. We're gonna, we're gonna jump this motherfucker. Bust a cap in his ass. So they all start rushing Luffy and they're like, yeah, we're going to pull you limb from limb and, and we're going to really get you this time. And Kree's like, stop. I will take on the man. But again, you take care of Sanji. You're like, oh man, this Gin guy, he's, he's going to knock shit out. He's going to knock some heads around. This, this guy's a cold hearted guy. You're like, oh man, he's, he's totally going to take out Sanji. No bets about this. They start fighting and shit like that. It's getting real, real heavy, man. Fight Central right here. Call it UFC Ultimate Fighting 
Commodores. I don't know. Fill in your own blanks. Who the fuck knows? Eventually, Gin pins Sanji with one of his... Um, I looked up these weapons just to get an idea what they are. And they are called Tonfa with um, weighted metal spheres at the end. And so Tonfa are kind of like... Uh, I don't know, what is it, like clubs, kind of, basically, just to give you that visual picture. Gin's about ready to, to smash in Sanji's head with his other tonfa, and wouldn't you know it, Sanji's like, haha, you stupid motherfucker, I got you where I want you, and spits a cigarette in Gin's face, and does some moves and kicks in Gin's head and shit like that, and... Pulls out, some, pulls out the works, man. Just pulls out the fucking works. He's going to town on Gin. And it's like, holy shit, this man had a few things up his sleeve, I do admit. At this point, you pan back to Luffy. We all pan back to Luffy. And what do we see? Luffy's like, it's ass-kicking time. Yeah. I like it. Creed's like, stop. You can't come over here. Because guess what? I'll stop you. But, like, yeah, that's why I picture I'm like, yo, Krieg is totally, like, the Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of villain. Like, yo, when I think of, like, Terminator and stuff like that, I totally see Krieg saying, I'll be back. Perhaps. Perhaps. Who's to say? But if he's pissed, he's like, I will fight your ass. You better let me over so I can roll it out like men. Krieg's like, but I'm not interested. I just want to kill you. I'll fight you. And then we come back again. And he's trying to go in for the half-heartedly kill, killing blow on Sanji. But you know what? This man, Sanji, what a guy. He just somehow finds a counter. And he breaks out of uh, all these poses and stuff like that. He's, you think Gin's got him by the ropes. Or got him on the ropes. And the next thing you know, here comes Sanji out with some more blows. However, there's a little disgusting moment. And you hear these, like these uh, ribs cracking in the process. And there's uh, Sanji's ribs. Just going to say right there. It's, it's, these are Sanji's ribs cracking back into place, I think. It's, uh, it's pretty gnarly, not going to lie. Not for the faint-hearted. So, yeah, you've been warned. Gin's got Sanji pinned. He's literally about to just smash his head in. He's like, yo, man, I can't do it. I can't kill Sanji. This man saved my life. I can't kill a man that saved my life. And he starts begging to Krieg. And he's like, I'm not going to kill him. I can't kill him. I'll kill anybody else in the world. But I can't kill this man. Maybe we should leave the restaurant alone. And Krieg starts getting furious. Effing furious, man. This guy is like about to bust all his caps off. He's about to pull all the gaskets. He's like, well, you know what? I don't take lectures from my underlings. I will use this poison gas called MH5. I'm going to gas you all. He's like going on his monologue. He's like, I'm doing evil unflinchingly. That's true power. Can't see me, but I'm flexing behind the mic. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, man. I'm always flexing. Especially when it's power. But anyways, Luffy and Sanji are trying to talk again. Like, 
Yo, man, what are we going to do? Man, get, you got to snap out of it. You can't be all so obedient to Krieg. You can't be doing this. And it kind of pans around the camera and shows all of Krieg's men wearing a mask, which is your daily reminder to wear a fucking mask. Shit. Yeah, you see what I did there? Ha 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 ha. They're all wearing masks. All you other people better wear masks as well. So keep that in mind. Luffy is like, oh my god, we need some masks right now. He pulls out some like rubbery arm bullshit and steals two masks from these people up above in the top of the Baradier and pulls them down and gives them to Gin and Sanji. And it's like, oh man, here we go. They're about to do it. And Krieg fires that MH5, the poison gas. He's like, ah, ha, 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 You also notice this man's not wearing a mask either. So it's like, what the fuck? The thing fires. Sanji and Gin managed to put on some masks, but Luffy's unable to locate a third for himself. And next thing you know, the whole thing explodes. It's like an atom bomb. This shit's going off. It's going out everywhere. It looks like a mushroom cloud almost. Not the mushroom cloud itself. What is Luffy going to do? And that's the end of episode 27. This uh, breathtaking episode full of excitement and all these uh, great plot points. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, it's just uh, it's, it's more of a buildup into this con- conflict with Don Krieg. But now we start to see how much of an asshole he really is. The, yeah. His crew knows that he uses apparently like a toxic nuke of sorts. And they're like totally ready with gas masks and everything, but they're even just shouting at him. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're going to use that here? And he's like, yeah, who cares? What a guy. Yeah, man. What a pair of balls he has. I feel like I know people in my life that would probably do similar. <laughs> nah. Maybe they're eight-year-old men. Who knows? Nah. At least he'd, he'd tell everybody to get masks on before he fired. Definitely more fun action and build-up as we continue to yeah, man. see this conflict against the Creek Pirates. Yeah. So much action and so little of an episode. And what a cliffhanger, to say the least. I think more than some of the other episodes, this one might have gone the quickest. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's the same amount of time, but the pacing just seems rapid-fire. Yeah, that, that's a lot more of these... Like episodes where plenty of action points are happening, kind of go, or it just keeps jumping and jumping until it gets to the end when there's less like monologuing or backstory going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is it for us today. Steve, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah. So my Twitter is at Steve Horniak, S T E V E H O R N Y A K. It's just my name. Follow for a good time. We're not here for a long time, but still, it's a good time. Slash, what about you? I had the mute button on because that was dumb of me. Uh, I have a Twitter thing. You can find it at Roblink, R-A-W-B-L-I-N-K. Post some dumb stuff a lot of times and then some not-so-dumb stuff sometimes because that's just how it be. I also stream games at least two times a week, sometimes more, depending on my schedule. That is twitch.tv slash Roblink. Same spelling, no spaces. There you go.
Have fun. Wear a mask. How much further do you need to be a partner? I don't know. I kind of stopped counting. I took the affiliate thing and I was like, cool. I'm terrible at self-promotion, but I also just finished streaming Jet Set Radio Future, which is a very, very, very fun video game. So that's all that matters to me. Have fun. You can find me on pretty much anything with the handle at El Tubacabra. That's E-L-T-U-B-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can find the show on Twitter with the handle at Reluctant Cruise. You can find us on Instagram at Reluctant Cruise Podcast. You can email us at reluctantcruise at gmail.com. Where can they listen to it now? Now you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Still waiting for iHeartRadio. Podbean is where our main audio hosting is done. A bunch of other smaller things, but those are the bigger ones you can find us on. The art for us was done by at Kagra underscore Oni on Twitter. So that's K-A-G-U-R-A underscore O-N-I. The music was done by our friend Zach Gaston. You can find him on most social medias with the handle at all bass all day bass is in the instrument my kind of guy my kind of guy that's another episode for us i'm excited like genuinely excited about how this is going just something electric about it i said it at the top just now that we're actually yeah it's lit getting this published you're listening to this and you can press pause but you can also keep pressing play wild what technology can do with us and the power that cut off for me completely but i'll pretend that i heard everything after pause it'll all happen in post don't worry fuck the sea cops hope you have fun on that cruise I don't know if you mean like the sports team or like the actual. I know what the fuck's coming up. I don't. I don't know if you're talking about like current events for the show. Talking about current events. Mm. Mm. Wear a mask. Sober mask. What's a current event? Anyway, keep going. No, I. Current events. Uh. Someone may or may not owe. Handles to the section. I won't go further into that. Uh, also, current events. Maybe the Pac-12 will play football. Oh, the internet's Washington. cutting out all of a sudden. Oh, no. Who knows? They shouldn't. They shouldn't. And I feel like slowly and slowly, 
I feel like slowly and slowly you're giving more details about who or what we may be affiliated with, but, yeah. I don't think that's hard for people to find out if they use the Google Keep our secret well, okay, identities. So I'm just going to lay that one on the table. Okay, so you're not wrong on one hand, but on the other hand, we're still not explicitly saying it. And who knows, maybe someone just never decides to look up our names. <laughs> But, uh, speaking of things we do every episode, I just realized, you know, I, I've been so, uh, so very confident, just like, oh, I, I finished these notes very early. It turns out, I didn't put in the, uh, episode titles. Mm-hmm. It's alright. Just gonna check, uh, Funimation. It's a good time. Probably a good time. Yeah, we're all having good times, right? Well, I'm doing fantastic. We're talking about One Piece. Yeah, probably. Did you guys know that the episode title for episode 25 was The Deadly Foot Technique vs. 4? Sanji versus The Invincible Pearl. I think Slash had said that, yes. Well, yeah, I said that in the beginning. Also, it's episode 25. Did you? Yeah. I missed that. Did I put it in for that one? Yeah. Alright, cool. I have, I have audio recorded proof. Alright, I'll, I'll believe you. I just... I don't trust myself. But... Episode, believe episode 20, Oh, God. That's, that's another podcast. The illusory... I'll get that word eventually. The illusory... Illusory. Illusory. It's not... Yeah, I guess. Illusory. Illusory. Fuck. I'm not even, like, I've barely been drinking. One of us is drunk. It's not me. <laughs> I can't say this word. 